This is Mario C. here in L.A. wanting to give a shout out to Fly Fidelity and a uh, special thanks to the Beastie Boys, uh, a great client of mine that I've been fortunate to work with and have been honored to be uh, part of their crew for many years and honored to uh, be here and, and share some uh, insight on some of the projects that we worked on together. Hello Nasty. The album critics and fans agree. I know on Grand Royal Capital CDs, cassettes and vinyl. So what about Hello Nasty, which is one of my favourite albums, but not just one of my favourite albums, but also one of Ad-Rock's favourite albums, from what I understand. Can you talk about your approach with Hello Nasty, from the Sonics to the album artwork, which a lot of people might not know. That was your concept. <laughs> well, the, the record was like... Four years later, uh, after Ill Communication, which, you know, we toured for about a year and a half or so. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was a, there was some time in between. There was some some changes, some movement. Yauk had moved back to New York. Ad-Rock had also gone, you know, back and going through some changes. And, and Mike was also, you know, finding his way back to New York. And... Um, it was very a New York vibe on the record, uh, and we focused more on on the uh, the the rap side of it, I guess. Um, for that reason, also, just kind of a felt like it was the right thing to do. It was we had a lot of ideas, lots of ideas, mainly Adam Horvitz, who was uh, the beat master, um, coming up with you know a lot of hip hop stuff, and. Yauk and Mike coming up with other, you know, musical ideas too. We, we, you know, there was all kinds of stuff that was coming together. Um, everyone kind of had their own little system so they could work at home and bring ideas in. And uh, we started gathering them, you know, uh, slowly. Uh, it took about a year in the, in the final making, you know, um, even though it took four years before the record came out. But I, I spent about a year in New York you know, um, going out there and staying out there and working at various places, uh, which was really cool. It was good. It was a great experience. And it helped It helped the vibe of the record for sure be, you know, connected to New York hip-hop, you know, vibe. And um, it just was uh, pretty intense, you know, like... Uh, very uh, long days, you know, working and focused. We were, we were pretty focused. There was definitely a lot of uh, uh, good good vibes going into it and, and a lot of, you know, um, what do you call, uh, enthusiasm in, in, in making this record. You know, we know that everybody would be uh, looking at this record and had high, in, you know, uh, hopes for it, you know. Um, looking forward to it because it's also had been four years since uh, the last record so there was a lot of anticipation that was the word I was looking for for this record so <clears throat> we did take our time and make sure and got things right 
sonically, I was very focused. It was probably the most focused record that I've been involved with. Um, I was away from home, so I was in New York, very focused on on doing the best job I could and um, working on my my computer skills and pro tooling and you know studio visions and all the, the software stuff that was out at the time was really flourishing and expanding and um, maximizing our our potential with the Sonics um, and the guys you know working on their rhymes and, and their the musical ideas as well um, came together really 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 nice you know it was uh, very intense and very focused um, I think we're all we're very proud of, of what we had when we when we were finishing up uh, the project you know the few people had heard it were quite impressed the label guys came in and at one point because you know they, they didn't need authorization but they were just curious to come and hear it <coughs> to see what they were in for and they were they were very thrilled and excited about it um, so it was just a matter of dropping it really the 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 concept for the the record came to uh, what an idea came to me when we were working on the record I I explained explained to the guys when they say hey I was taking a shower or something and I was like I had a vision I saw this this hand holding a sardine can <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody unwinding and opening up the sardine can and, and the three of you guys were in there you know and they were all looked at each other like oh snap that's ill that's a crazy idea yeah that's that's so cool and then I think somebody said yeah but the, the sardine can could be in like floating in space or something. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So basically that, you know, planted the seed for the, the cover. And that, that's what they, they came up with. And um, <laughs> they came up with the hilarious name, the Hello Nasty, which, which is also a great story. So what are the great covers in hip hop, man? I love that cover. What about the recording of these tracks? You mentioned yourself pushing the Sonics. What were you pushing the Sonics on? Was it the DA88 at that time you're recording tracks with? Well, yeah, we all had DA88s for for vocals. Um, they, nobody had computers really. I had the computer, but you know, for for the system to put everything together. But at home, everyone like ah, record their ideas on a DA88. They, we all had drum machines, so they can record a drum machine and lay it down and then add some vocals or guitars or bass or whatever and then bring it back to the studio and I would listen to the stuff and I could sync it back up. You know, like, oh, okay, this is cool. You're working at, you know, 90 BPMs. Okay, um, I can take this in and sync it up, put these ideas together. So, yeah, they had D88s, uh, Cascam machines, and um, drum machines and uh, I was using Pro Tools with you know some Studio Vision software or something at the time with uh, sample cell you know sample built-in samplers and things that was and, the cutting edge um, stuff at the time that know? was the cutting edge uh, stuff uh, at the time you know 24 tracks of Pro Tools you know uh, actually 16 16 outs and, and 8 samples something like that I can't remember and then eventually 24 but um, it was all we needed, you know what I mean? Because we could do stuff internally now. And, um, yeah, just really taking it to the max on, on sampling and chopping stuff up and recycling stuff and 
you know, truncating stuff and modulating stuff and, you know, processing stuff and, and just, you know, really bunkering down in the studio. We were at a nice studio. Uh, I had a Neve console for mixing and um, just took our time, you know, so very focused. It also marked a moment in Ad-Rock's career at that point where Sneaking Up the Hospital was the first Beastie song where he placed the drums and bass on. Yeah, I believe that is true. Uh, There was like a a lot of different jammy stuff put together, but yeah, Sneaking Out the Hospital, I believe he did play drums on that, yes. That's got like a kalimba on there. And uh, yeah, that's a great track, actually. One of my top mood tracks i'm very happy to hear that play in club in public in europe actually a few times i've been in some restaurants and heard it play and i was like yeah it was a huge record in europe man hello nasty did i I think it went to number one in switzerland as well which is uh amazing the negotiation limerick file that that was a record for me to push the rhyme scheme limits of the beasties what can you tell us about the negotiation limerick file yeah, another really great track. Um, they, you know, obviously were on top of their game lyrically and witty and, and um, always, you know, trying to outdo each other and stuff and coming up with some clever stuff. The the, the backing track on that, uh, um, I, I was actually responsible for most of it. Um, it started off uh, one way and then I brought in a couple ideas that you know everybody unanimously liked and said yeah let's just use that and we they ended up going with that and uh yeah the final version was was mainly uh, um my my uh contribution but it's 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 a it's a banger i you know i obviously love it and the guys uh embraced it and um was very pleased with that um cool track Everybody talks about body moving. Everybody talks about intergalactic. Are there any joints on that album that you wish people would talk more about or know more about? Uh, I think "Shame in Your Game" really stands out to me as a special track. Um, even my daughter, she 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 pointed it out as her favorite before. You know, I mean, she never really asked me of what I. What 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 for once? But it's interesting to see my daughter, uh, my wife also, um, like like that one. Uh, that 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 was a uh, a banger. Um, let's see, pulling up the name. Um, I do love the Dr. Lee <laughs> track. Uh, that was a very unique and uh, special uh, uh, experience to be able to record Lee Perry on. On the on the record, and it yeah. was that's one of the heights of my life. Be able to record a, a legend and and work with him. I can imagine. I can imagine. Speaking of legends, one of the humbling qualities about the Beasties is this gratification. No pun intended. They have to pay respect in many ways to the backbone of a track. Let's talk about the times you get shouted out on "Hello Nasty." <laughs> well, uh, I I don't know. You know, it's one of those things that. They would uh, write their rhymes, you know, spontaneously. Uh, a lot of times in the studio, they'd, you know, they'd set up three mics and they would go for it, you know, and maybe have, you know, uh, Yauk would have most of his stuff written. Mike would probably have half of his stuff written. 
and Ad-Rock would probably have maybe two lines written <laughs> or do a couple words or something and, and would wing wing it, you know. Um, and I guess at some point when they would do, do this track, they'd look at each other, oh, he didn't have a rhyme, and then somebody would say, yeah, and then Mario's at the board or something, or like, mm-hmm. and you can't front on that, you know, and, and Mario likes to keep it clean. Or, or, or They would write like a filler line to just, you know, throw me in because they're you know we're looking at each other or something you know and uh and then i'd be like oh that's pretty funny and then they're, they're like you know i think that they would replace the line later later on but then they were like you know that's cool just leave that you know that's cool i don't i don't want to change that and they're like all right mm-hmm. <laughs> so i ended up getting quite a few shout outs uh on the those those three records um yeah, it was wasn't intentional, but I guess it just happened. So yeah, uh, I can't I can't I can't be mad at that. I'm very honored, and uh, you know humbled by by them shouting me out. <laughs> Absolutely. What about some for a man? I mean, what 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 could you remember about that session? Song for a man is uh, yeah, that was one of the few ones that they played. Uh, it was a band thing. They actually, yeah. Uh, Mark played on it, but we set up, we did that in New York. Uh, that was taken from, I can't remember which studio, that we, we, we actually had some ideas and uh, set it up as a band and played it. But I really enjoyed that song too. We did some creative stuff. They actually called in some other old homies that played horns on uh, License to Ill from their first record. You know, this was a chance to call back some other homies, and while we were in New York, to, they did they, they played the horns on it, and uh, called in some friends I think to help do some singing for them, like some party tracks. But it was really a fun song. We really enjoyed that one. I really like just a test. That was the other one I was. Mm. Gonna, and this is just a test was quite a banger. Uh, yeah, sneaking out the hospital, shaming, putting shame in your game. Um, negotiation limericks, Dr. Lee, uh, <laughs> dedications is also a real snap. I really like that. Mm. That that was with the ARP 2600, uh, just going nuts on. Um, <laughs> the whole record's got got a lot of a lot of cool stuff, you know. There's a lot of texture, isn't it? We're talking about a lot of texture on this album. If if we're talking about going back to the roots, yeah. Um, on some throwback tip, you got free MCs and one DJ. Amazing, yeah, really off the cuff. That's that's freestyle off the cuff. That's that that's as raw as it gets, and it, there's no fixing up there. They did that with Mixmaster live and direct, and like the, the vocals, there's no editing and nothing. That was pretty amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, the move disco breaking is also really great intro. The whole the whole the whole record is. Is really good. A little long, yeah. But it, that's that's the way it is, and that's how it came out. And you know, we're we're pleased with the with the results. 